Hey homies, it's Michelle Bennett, graphic designer, turn marketer, turn interior decorator, and apparently now podcast host. That's right, peeps. I selfishly started a podcast so that I would have an excuse to pick the brains of designers, decorators, and industry experts so that I can get to the next level. And the best part is you guys are coming with me. All right, guys, I'm here today with Pamela Sandal, Principal Designer at Pamela Sandal Design. Thank you so much for being here today, Pamela. Thank you. I'm looking forward to this. Me too. I know you're a busy lady, and I cannot thank you enough for taking the time. So why don't we just start by you telling us a little bit about yourself and your business? Um, Okay. Briefly about myself. First of all, I'm very chatty, so I'll try to keep it brief. No, I like that. I've been married for 30 years. I have... Three kids from 26 to 18, three cats, one pretend dog, and I just moved out of my home office, which is why it looks, well, you can see it. They can't see it. It's a little bit of a wreck behind me um, because I moved out of the house and into an office about five or six minutes away. That's amazing. It's been nice. Um, I have a couple of people that work with me, including my sister, who acts as my project manager. Uh, mostly on our staging jobs, and um, she also does organization. So if I have a design project and we have to go declutter a garage or clear out a workspace, or um, this week we have a um, we have demo starting on a cute little house in the valley, and the homeowner had an entire wall full of books, like twenty feet long. So they work together this week to sort of purge her books and organize and pack up her collections and that kind of thing in preparation for demo. So she does a lot of that stuff for me. And then I have um, another part-time assistant and I'm actually right now in the process of looking for a um, office assistant. Pamela, before we get into the rapid fire round, I do want to ask you, how long have you been in business? Uh, Let's see. I've had my business since 2002. So 15 years. Amazing. Something like that. Yep. And okay, did you go? Did you take? Um, did you go to school? I studied um, business when I was at university. Mm. They didn't offer. I was in Montana. They didn't offer design as a curriculum. I took a few design classes, and I went to work for um, what is now Macy's nationally. At the time, it was the Bon Marche up in Seattle, and I worked in the buying office. I worked on the home world selling floor, managed some areas, um, and then I was a retail buyer for a couple of years. And then um, when we moved to Portland, I stayed home with my kiddos and I always wanted to do, to be an interior designer, like from the time I was eight. Um, My best friend's mother and grandmother were both decorators. So that was always what I wanted to do. And I took um, an interior design program. Um, And when I graduated, I didn't want to go work for anybody else. And the kids were still kind of young. I had a new baby. And I just decided to do it on my own. And I, for the longest time, I like to say I was as busy as I wanted to be. Yeah. Which is, you know, was a good, which was a good mix. Wow. And so how would you describe your first two years in business then if you were basically just obviously teaching yourself and learning the business as you went? Um, gosh, how would I describe it? I don't know. I, I was pretty happy with it. I am... Um, my husband was in, um, oh gosh, uh, Rotary, 
And, oh my God. Okay. I want to talk yeah. about that. <laughs> well, I, I never was, but he was in Rotary through his firm and they had a Rotary uh, dinner auction every year. Yeah. And I, my first like big client I got from doing a gift certificate for that Rotary auction. And I'd been in business, you know, like three seconds, um, <laughs> maybe a little longer than that. Um, but I think the biggest kick to my business came about a year in one of the, one of the, older women, the designers that I knew locally, um, was getting, she was getting older and she taught a class. And this is actually a good tip for any designer listeners that you have. She taught a, a design class to homeowners, a six or seven week program through the community college. And she asked me to substitute for that a couple times when she couldn't make it. It was taught at night. Um, it was on campus and it was about two and a half hours once a week. And I did that for her, I don't know, maybe half a dozen times when she couldn't make it. And then I got a phone call this, I don't know, two, two semesters later. And she said she couldn't do it anymore. And she wow. said she had put my name up with the school to take her place. So I did that for about seven years. Wow. I taught, um, and I did it four times a year. One, you know, there's four semesters in a year. I did it, I did it four times a year, six weeks, um, anywhere from eight to 20 students in the class, all homeowners. Mm-hmm. And it was a DIY thing. They wanted to learn how to, how to do design in their own home. And without exception, I would get at least one to three clients out of each class because yeah. ultimately homeowners, even if they've got a really good eye, they kind of don't know how to pull it all together. Yeah, and so absolutely. a lot of that, and it was great for my business. It's a different clientele because the DIY client is always second, as we know, always Mm -hmm. second guessing pricing, always, you know, shopping Wayfair behind you. And there was no Wayfair. There was hardly any internet when I started, but, um, but anyway, so that's kind of how I got started. Well, that's cool. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. We are going to go into rapid fire questions. So, Right. So Pamela has not been prepped on these. There is no right or wrong. We are basically just looking for you to answer these as quickly as possible. Whatever comes to mind first. Okay. Are you ready? I've done this before. Sure. Why not? (laughs) Let's do this. Okay. So what is your favorite go-to paint color? Bungalow beige. What what line is that? Sherwin-Williams. Okay. You're a Sherwin-Williams girl. I wasn't, but I am. Yeah. Uh, Favorite trade vendor? Um, I like Uttermost for their sort of reliability and average price point and their ability to handle customer service issues. Okay. I like that. I think that's very valuable. Um, what do you struggle most in your, with most in your business? Billing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Billing. Logging <laughs> <laughs> okay. hours, tracking yeah. time. I'll work for hours and hours and hours and not even realize how much time I've spent trying to find that perfect whatever. Oh my God. Okay. We are going back to that one too. Let me just say, um, okay. Well, sum up your first, uh, your first years in business in one word or a very short sentence. Stumped. <laughs> Is that the word? No, that's my answer to your question. Not what happened. Um, uh, um, I would say this is going to sound a little boastful, but I'm going to say successful for, for not having, for, yeah, I, my kids constantly tell me, mom, we're so proud of you. You created this business for yourself twice. 
you started it from scratch twice. Yeah. And it's been successful both times. So that, I guess. Okay, well, I'm going to say, first of all, we should be able to be proud and we don't have to say it's boastful. And I would say the same thing about myself. So I relate to your answer. I would also have a lot of other words that are less boastful for me, but... But it's also, and it's not a money thing. It's not like, wow, I was making a hundred K the first year. It's not that at all. It's just, as I said, I was as busy as I wanted to be. It fit into my family life. It afforded me the opportunity to meet new people, interesting people. I got great clients. I made good connections. I have Mm -hmm. some lifelong friends from it. So successful. I love it. That is, that's awesome. Um, Who is your design crush? Oh, you know what? This is terrible. I don't know that I have one. Um, I love Phoebe Howard. And here's where I get like my new, I don't know who that is, but I'm going <laughs> to look through I'm gonna look through that. Another reason I, why I threw this in here so I can learn about other designers out there because I get, I get in my bubble. So I'm going to look her so up. I'm going to have to say Phoebe Howard. I, um, I stumbled upon her website when I was looking to update my own website. Mm-hmm. And I loved her website, but more importantly, I loved her style. She's very traditional with a little bit of glamorous, a little bit like Nancy Corzine. Um, And she was, uh, she was a guest speaker at a, um, the La Cienega uh, design, whatever they call it, uh, design quarter a few years ago, like right when I first moved to town and she was going to be guest speaking at this, um, at this shop and I went in and I, it was like a girl crush. I went in and I bought her book and I had her yeah. sign it. <laughs> Got a picture taken it. with her. It was great. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Favorite design book. Oh, um, hold on. Let me see if I bought it. She's pulling one out for us guys. I'm vamping. We're vamping for a minute. Cause I can't <laughs> the name of it. I, I'm like that too, and this is where I get excited because I need me a new design book. It's an old one, though. Hang on. An oldie but a new... Uh, wait, what am I trying to say? An oldie but a goodie is what I'm trying to say. All right, here, she's got it. She's I got, got it. it. And it's been a while since I've looked at it. It's called Dwellings. Ooh, I love the cover on that. Well... Very pretty. Okay, so in full disclosure, that's one of the things I love about it. You, is yeah. it the linen bound, yes. leather edge, no paper, a live, you know, a pretty picture. And it's just, it's just, it talks a little bit about the, how the way I work. The styles in it are really traditional, mm-hmm. but the text is good. Cool. I so, like it. And it's uh, Living with a Great Style by um, Stefan Sills and James Hunniford. I'm going to have to add that to my reads list. Not okay. that I need any more. I have like 80 of them on there. <laughs> All these books you seem these are all design books behind me. I love it. I know. Yet to my office. It's so good. It's like I, I just want them all, and I want to read them all. But I've had to like pace myself and not allow myself to buy another book until I finish one. You know, it's one of those rules I had to set for myself. Um, One thing every room needs. Can we have enough pillows? Right. <laughs> no, I don't. Every room needs um, lighting, actually. Okay. I do a lot of uh, real estate staging, and people don't have lamps. They don't have lights. They have terrible lighting. So, lighting, good lighting. Okay. Worst trend? I hate the word pop. Pop of color. Okay. 
Tell me now. Um, worst so when a client says that to you, you're like just cringing inside. Just, right. I'm like, I probably won't ever, I, I make, make a joke of it. Cause if it ever comes out of my mouth, I'm like, I can't believe I just said that. Uh, <laughs> design trend. The, 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 I, in, in full disclosure, there's nothing that I, that I hate right now that I just am sick of seeing. Um, so I don't have a good answer. For, I'm sorry. I don't have a that's good answer. Hey, that. no, that's I, all good. I, I think that the ugliest, I, I say this, but you should see this house we're staging next week. The ugliest things often work someplace surprising. It's so true. So, yeah, no, yeah. I think it's about making what they have, what, what, making things work. Right. Okay. Describe your ideal client. Betty. <laughs> that, and I, a client that you actually have right now. Oh my God. That's so funny. I will say Marnie, Marnie, Marnie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Betty is so sweet and so nice. And we're getting, we're, I'm using this as the, you know, the sort of the umbrella description, but she, she, is not afraid to tell me what she likes, but she also defers to my opinion. And, and if she wants to, if she wants to have her say and it's her house, her money. So she gets to do that, of course. Um, but she always wants to know what I think of it. And her husband is the same, you know, they won't, they don't buy much without running it by me. So Betty. But it's, it, I think it's a trust thing. Oh, I, it is. You know what I mean? She trusts I me and I, and I save her money where I can. I give her honest answers all the time. And she gives me honest feedback all the time. Um, she pays her bills without question. Um, I just, just that, you know, just some, that trust. Somebody that trusts what you're telling them is, is the best information. I've got a few like that. I've got a few that are a little more challenging, but I've got a few like that right now. Yeah. You know what? I think that was a really great answer <clears throat> because I think it really does boil down to when you're working with somebody, you really want to feel like they value and they're not just kind of questioning everything you're suggesting. Like, right. And I've had these struggles with some clients and I'm really starting to realize what's important to me in a client. And that's probably top of the list too. Yeah. Now you, you, you touched a little bit on something that I'd like to pick your brain on really quick. Um, so when you go into a client's home and they have, okay, let you go into their home, they have some weird stuff that they haven't necessarily pointed out to you that they don't want to get rid of or that they want to get rid of, but you're in your head going like, that is hideous and terrible. And it's not really meeting the goal that you're talking about or on the flip. They, you know how sometimes clients will say, well, what about this? I found this, this thing. Uh, what do you think? Um, and, but they love it. How do you, but in your mind, it's not working with the overall aesthetic of what you're trying to accomplish. How do you handle that? Well, my take on design has been from the very beginning, um, that I do my best to make work what they love. Mm -hmm. my, my little tagline is keep what you love and love something new. Mm -hmm. um, it's really important to me that my clients are surrounded by things that, that give them pleasure, right? Yeah. Your, your world's crazy. You walk in the house at the end of the day, you want your home to give you a hug, right? Yeah. You want to really welcome. So, and to do that, you don't necessarily want to stuff like a show place. You want it to look like a place that you want to hang out and you want to be surrounded by your stuff. Um, so I, 
I'll give you a really good, the best ways for me to do stories, do examples. I have a client right now. Examples. And she has this table that she had custom made. She had a lot of things custom made. She had this table that's was custom. It's the one with the big bookshelves that my sister's been clearing out stuff. Okay. And she had this little um, console table. It's probably 36 to 40 inches wide. It's got a wood top. It's got this random assortment of tile colors on the bait, on the, on the apron and metal legs. It's kind of a mishmash of style. I've never liked it. She knows I don't like it. I've never told her that, but <laughs> they just know how we respond. They just know they? because they, they see that you're not enthusiastic. You're like, mm. and, and I don't, and she, and she said that to me, she said, well, you don't like it. And I said, it's not about what I like. It's never about what I like. Yeah. It's about what you like. And so we're, we are going to make it work. You wanted to stay in the room. We are going to make it in the room. Mm-hmm. And um, she has gone back and forth because she even came, she even called me the other day and said, I'm getting rid of it. And I looked at her and I said, no, you're not. You love that table. You're keeping it, but you don't like it. It doesn't matter. We'll make it work. So we found a home for it. Um, I think with a little ingenuity, there's always a way to bring things in that people love. Um, I think sometimes those things flesh themselves out. So if you have maybe new designers listening that don't understand how to have that conversation with the client, Mm -hmm you kind of keep it in the back of your head. In the case of this console, it's just been in the back of my head. Where are we going to put that? I know I have to put it someplace. Where is it going to go? And it's a little house, so I don't have a lot of choices. Yeah. Um, so it, it worked itself out, as it turns out. The, the project went from, we're going to refresh some paint colors and redo this bathroom, into now we're redoing every single room in the entire house. We're right. floor, demo starts on Monday. We're doing new floors in two weeks. So everything in that house is getting touched. And because of that, because other pieces are going away, we now have the perfect place for this table that she loves. And I'm going to make it something that I love. And she actually came up the other day and she's like, I'm I'm okay painting the top of it. I was like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So I think those things just work themselves out and clients often see what doesn't work. So if there's something that they've insisted has to stay, right? Mm -hmm. And then you pull the room together and they've approved everything else. At some point, you're going to say, okay, Catherine, this console that you want to stay so much, this is what it looks like with these things. I don't think this is the best fit. What can we change about the new design to work with this other piece? And it's usually about that point that the client goes, you know what, it's not worth it. I like the new design so much better than I like this one item that I'm attached to. So sometimes it works itself out. That's great. That is, that's awesome. And it is, that is something that I'm just, I never know how to handle. I go into clients' homes and I never know whether I, I try to kind of approach it with the, I'm here to help them with what they're specifically asking me for. And sometimes you gauge and you can tell based on a client that maybe I can overstep a little bit and say like, here's, I know you didn't ask me about this, but I want to, I, you know, right. I want to give you this and you do what you will with this right. information. But I also like, it's a fine balance where sometimes you say something and you get your foot in your mouth when they're like, I just, that was my mother's or, or like, you don't even know. So it's right. like this fine line that I never know really how to handle. So that was awesome. I loved that. Okay. So let's get to the topic at hand. So, all right, we are talking today. The main topic that we're talking about today is Wakora. So a little backstory on how I got here and how I'm actually talking to Pamela today is because 
in some group, I want to say it was the Ivy design group, but it was an A group. Um, she shared with somebody who asked a question and maybe she'll be able to elaborate on this, but it's somewhat irrelevant. She shared an example of a Wakora board and I'm going to have her explain to those of you who don't know what Wakora is. She'll explain to you because she'll be a better, um, better person to do that. But she shared a Wakora board that she shared with a client of hers following a consultation. And the thing for me was that I had previously been using Wakora. So I had been using Wakora probably up until about January. Now I'd only used it for maybe about four projects. I have tried like every tool there is out there. I, yeah. And I know you have too, because I know you've used Trello. I've se- I see your work in the Facebook groups. I, I see what you're posting. So this is why I feel like Pamela knows her shit and she's going to tell us um, why Wakora rocks her world and it can rock ours. But Um, I had been using it. The only reason I canceled it was because come January, you do a little bit of a review of your business and, and your expenses. And I started to think like, what's redundant? What do I need? I'm using Ivy, but I also love Wakora. Like, is there a way I could, I don't know. I just, in my head, I thought I'm going to try to streamline a bit. I canceled it. She posted this glorious board example. And I was like, oh, whoa. So I've instantly messaged her. I asked her some questions. She shared more. I said, will you be a guest on my not actually real podcast yet, but soon to be podcast? She said, yes. Um, it was amazing. So Pamela, why don't you tell us a little bit about A, what Wakora is <clears throat> and how do you use this glorious tool to improve your process and communication with clients? So Wakora is, um, for those of you that don't know, it has a clipper tool like Pinterest um, it, it's very, when you clip a picture, it looks like a, it looks like a Pinterest board, except behind each photograph is scads of information. You can put in the wholesale price, the retail price, you have text on it. You've got a, you know, the, um, excuse me, the title, you can have additional text with dimensions. If you clip a, a piece of furniture, you can put all the dimensions on there. There's also, there's the, the client facing and then there's the office facing or the private facing information. It contains a link that you clipped from. So if somebody is doing e-design, for instance, they can create a full board in Wikora and you click a button and it will expose all of the links And then you can randomly shut off a couple if you think you're going to order those wholesale or not. Um, Or you can turn all the links off. Um, And it's a conversation tool. So on three quarters of the screen are all the images. And on the right-hand side is a comment section. And you can comment right on a picture and it shows up in the comment bar on the right. Or you can comment right in that comment section and then, or the conversation bar, um, your client can upload a link or an image to the conversation board. They cannot get into the board. The boards are locked on the client side. So if you say, okay, Betty, we're going to go with these lamps. They come in red and blue. Which color do you want? She says red. I say, okay, I'm going to order two of these red lamps. Great. Honest. That's awesome. And then the red lamps come in and they go, oh, no, no, no. We wanted blue. Well, you can go, no, no, no. See right here in writing is where it says red. Mm-hmm. So you have a, you actually have a trail. Um, it's good for that. The other thing that it does that I don't think a lot of people realize, and I use Ivy also, um, is they will take everything in. You can export that entire board into an Excel spreadsheet. I did not know. Yeah. It also will export directly into QuickBooks. 
So I know. yeah, you can export your entire report board directly into QuickBooks. Now it doesn't have, it's not designed for invoicing. Um, the woman that created it, her name is Stephanie. She's lovely. Um, she is a former, or she's an interior designer and oh. was an interior designer for years and then had babies and didn't want to do interior design and wanted a better tool to converse with the clients she did have. She created this tool probably five years ago. And oh, um, wow, it's fairly new then. It is new. It is yeah. new. One of her, her, she worked with a friend of hers who's a programmer and the two of them created this business. Um, it, it's not just for interior designers. Any, I've, I've shared it with, I shared it with my graphic designer um, graphic designers can use it. Wedding planners use it a lot. Um, anybody that's in a business where a visual is important to share and communication of that visual is key can use the board but it can also upload PDFs, YouTube videos. You can post a note, you can put a checklist. It does a whole lot of stuff. It's, it's, it does a whole lot. It does a whole lot of stuff. My biggest thing. So anybody that's listening to this, that uses Ivy in my dream would be yes. let Ivy import. If Ivy could import a CSV file, it would be such a win because you can export the whole you can create it. And the thing about a record board versus starting in Ivy or even MyDoma for those of you that use MyDoma is that you're putting all of these images in and your client's only going to select one, right? Yeah. We're looking at dining room tables with this mother daughter right now. I have probably shown them 25 dining tables. I don't want to go into Ivy yeah. and 25 SKUs in Ivy of which they're going to purchase one. I would rather put them in Wecora, get my board finalized, deleting all the extraneous information and have a complete package. And then the final thing that Wecora does, and then I'll get off my, my soapbox about it is there's a budget budget board. So you're looking at the pretty picture, but then you can flip and you can say, show me the budget. And it will give you a profit and loss on that project because remember, you can put wholesales and retails in. Um, it will give you uh, uh, the total and you can share the totals, not the cost. Your client won't see cost ever, um, but you can show the total project dollars to your client. So the so I, do you want me to say what I use the board that I showed you for? Or do you want to? Uh, yes. I want you to tell us everything. <laughs> do not hold back, Pamela. I'm not holding back. I just talk a lot. Yeah. No, I'm into it. It's a podcast. Cause if we don't talk, we're going to have dead air and that's going to get awkward real quick. So no, keep going. So what I did about two years ago, I had a client who I could clearly see she was a lawyer and she couldn't visualize anything. And so I'm sitting in this appointment with her. It's my initial consult. I'm collecting a fee. I'm doing my little list. I love Kimberly Selden's stuff. So I would have been implementing Kimberly Selden's processes and I'm trying to recap for her and it's all in writing. And I can see, you know, when you can tell the client is just graying out, yeah. it's like they're really excited. They're really enthused, but she was just graying out. Um, she was a thumbtack lead, by the way, just FYI. Um, and what does that mean? Thumbtack is a kind of like home advisor. It's an online, it's a leads okay. generator thing. We anyway. do not have that in Canada. So I feel uh, like when you said that, it was kind of like, by the way, thumbtack, like kind of like, was there like a underlying? No, it's just, you know, anybody that's any, most designers that listen to podcasts are interested in ways to oh, get new business. Well, I like so that. That's, okay, that's cool. Okay. She was a Thumbtack lead. Okay, go and on. She interviewed five designers from Thumbtack. I was the only one she paid for a consultation and I was the one that she hired. Mm -hmm. um, but what I did with her, because she couldn't visualize anything, I told her, I'm sitting there in this, in this appointment with her, seeing her struggle. And I said, Donna, you know what? 
I'm going to put together, I said, you're savvy on the computer. She said, absolutely. I said, I'm going to put together a little presentation board for you that's going to recap a few of our ideas. I think that might make it more clear. And then you can get back to me and let me know if you think that, that you and I are going to be a good fit. She said, great. So I created this board for her at the beginning, but it was so successful and so useful. I've used it for every single initial consult still. And what I do is I have a a template board created. The first, the opening section is basically an explanation of the board. It's kind of wordy, but it's detailed. So if somebody's, Mm -hmm. they don't, they're not interested, then they're not going to read it anyway. But if they're confused and interested, then they're going to read it and try to understand it. Um, I have recapped everything we talked about in our appointment. So if we talked about all the mandates for the living room, it's just, they're just bullet points. There's not pictures. I'm not shopping. I'm not doing anything. I'm just recapping what I told them. If in my initial consult, I said, oh my gosh, you know, um, Hooker has the most darling coffee table that's going to be perfect in here. I'm going to send you a link. I put that link on there. I go ahead and tell them. I've already shared with them that I want to do it. And it gets them excited if they can see something. Yeah. I did one a couple weeks ago and they're trying to figure out how to corp- incorporate um, existing paneling and existing wood doors that don't match the new floors. Mm-hmm. And so I came up with a, a, an idea for her. She wasn't visualizing it. I searched the internet. I found a picture that described what I wanted and I put that on her board. Um, and in all of this, it's, it maybe takes me, depending on the scope of the job, it maybe takes me an extra 15 minutes okay. to do this after a project. I send it to the client. It's an email. I say, hey, Susan, here's the board that I promised you. Um, let me know if you have any questions. Looking forward to getting started on your project. Um, that This particular client I did two weeks ago wasn't ready to sign a contract that day. She And I, I'm not a pushy person and I'm not a chaser. So yeah. they got to they gotta seek me out. Mm-hmm. And um, you can tell when they open it, you get an email that says, hey, your client has opened it, um, which is great. Yes. Um, you can, so that it, you know, if they don't open it, I can send a note and say, Hey, I'm not sure if you had a chance to review that board I sent you. Can I answer any questions for you? Right. Um, you know, what's going on. They can comment right on the board. And so you have a really good record of what's, what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, and then if they don't hire you, if, if all they wanted was that initial consult, because a lot of times that happens, you yeah. know, it's, my client, she just wants some direction. That board becomes a launch pad for their own project. They can use it, they can print it, whatever they want to do with it. It's a great resource for them. Um, I did one a couple years ago and the woman didn't hire me, but she referred me to three people. Oh, yeah, amazing. You know, she's like, oh, you got to have this girl come in. She can, and, and two of those people were just consults, but every once in a while I can see them pop in and make a yeah. comment on the board. And so if they needed a designer at some point, who's going to be the person that they go to? Right. It's been a great follow-up tool. It doesn't take a lot of time. It looks very professional. You can certainly attach a letter of agreement onto right onto it if you wanted to. Um, or you could, if you had an online contract someplace, you could link to that. There's different ways that you can do it. That's not how I do it, but it's totally doable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this, I'm telling you guys, um, this, first of all, clients, I find, I don't know if this has been your experience, but when I roll in things like this into my business and I'm, I like to think I'm fairly techie. I'm a good techie as far as like, I mean, as far as this type of stuff's concerned. <laughs> and, um, I think that clients are really impressed by that sort of thing. 
Like they, yeah. it just really wows them. And sometimes they see how organized you are. And, and I will say when I removed, um, so what I did when I canceled Wakora, which by the way, guys, the second that I saw her, she showed the example of, I don't know if it's the same example of the consultation yeah. board she, she just talked about, but she showed a, an example. I then proceeded to email Pamela, like a private message to her. And then literally within days, I set up my Wakora account again because I was totally sold after I saw how she used it. So what I'm going to try to do is share in the show notes or some... I haven't figured that out yet, guys, but I'm going to make sure that you guys have a way where you can see what we're talking about because some of this stuff is visual. But um, but I find that clients who see this type of thing... Well, when I What I was saying was... Uh, back in January when I canceled my account, what I did make sure to do, you can actually export all your boards into PDFs as well. So I wanted to just play it safe in case, even though like the projects that were in my Wakora account had kind of, you know, they had technically kind of passed and they were kind of like on the, on the way out and whatnot. But just in case somebody came back saying, oh, I tried to log in, uh, I made sure to export all the information in case that was a thing. So I had all that. And it was funny because one of the clients I was actually actively working on, but we hadn't been using the board for a while. She actually emailed me saying like, oh, I tried to log in and I couldn't get in there. Um, did, like, what's, did, the, did it expire? And I said, no, I, you know, I was testing it out and I canceled it. And she's like, oh, it's too bad. I really loved it. So clients dig it. Like they, it's a really... So the way I kind of look at it, sometimes people are confused about like, well, what about Ivy? The way I look at Ivy in its current state, and my dome is a totally different, um, it's a tool that I also use, and I think it's a great tool, uh, my doma. And I used it, I, at the time that I was using it, felt like it was really good for e-design. And I was trying to branch out of that world. Um, I can't speak for my DOMA now. I'm sure, like, I don't want to start a whole battle on what's better, Ivy or my DOMA, whatever. I think they're apples and oranges, and you got to find what works for you. But Ivy, to me, in its current state, until they continue to evolve it, to me, it's it's a purchasing tool. And it's the tool that I use when it's time to go to the green light of I want my formal approval on the items that I'm purchasing. So like you said, I don't want to muddle it up with a bunch of random stuff that doesn't need to be there. I'm not trying to send them 20 dining tables for them to approve one. I want to do all of that work somewhere else and have my, my Ivy be totally clean. So I, I absolutely get that. Um, so have you... Let's talk about presentation. So you talked a little bit about how you use it for the consultation. So would you say, first of all, with your consultation, this is like 100% part of the consultation process, or do you only provide that to a client when it makes sense? I would say 95% of the time. Okay. Because even if it's, even if it's little, it's, it's a way for me to gauge my client's interest. Because mm-hmm. I can tell when they open it. Yeah. And so that tracking alone is, is useful information. Um, I do a lot of staging consultations and I do not use it on staging consultations um, f- because the agents don't like tools. The fa- you know, real estate agents tend to be the most antiquated people in the world in terms wow. of, <laughs> in terms of doing stuff. Yeah. Um, so the, the agents don't, love it. They'd rather just have a PDF document that they can attach to the client's file. So I just use Google Docs for recaps for staging consults. But once I get hired for a staging job, 
<clears throat> excuse me, I do set up a WeCora board for them. Um, the printout is really nice. So if I have mandates for the team for installation or um, checklists that I need for, for the, you know, the landscapers or whatever, um, it, it does a nice printout. It like prints out the picture on the left and then a bunch of lines for writing on the right. Oh, so, I'll um, look into that. My project manager likes those. Um, yeah. But anyway, so that's, that's what I use those for. And do you ever have clients who, okay, you know, like an older client who isn't super techie, not technologically savvy, kind of a little resistant? My, my least technologically savvy clients love WeCora. All right. There you have it, peeps. They don't. They, the other ones that I've tried, I have not been able to get them to buy into. WeCora is pretty much the only one that I've never had a complaint about on the client side. Yeah, it is really. And guys, just so you guys know, we're not being sponsored to say this. No. Pamela, you're not being sponsored. No, I will say for anybody that knows me at all, um, when I first moved to California and I didn't have work, I found Ivy, uh, Wecora, excuse me, and I started using it. I just had a couple little clients and I was using it a little bit differently. And I had reached out to Stephanie and she actually called me and she said, you're using this, not like anybody else is using this. Would you be willing to teach this? Mm -hmm. So in full disclosure, because I don't want anybody to think I'm reaping rewards from it now because I'm not, but I did teach designers. I was their customer service on the phone person and we would do little, you know, like zoom meetings. That's not what they joined me, I think. And I would do one-on-one trainings with people that needed help. Yeah. So, and you know, but I don't get referral fees or anything from them. I just happen right. to think it's a good and useful product. Yeah. And honestly, like that's really what this is about. We just want to share a great tool with, right. with you guys so that you, you have options. And, um, I will say when I, I like to think of myself as like, you know, I, I'm creative. I think about different ways to use things that are outside of the box. And mm-hmm. I did not think of like what you shared that day in that group. And I saw it, I was like, damn, this is so good. I don't even know how I didn't get here. And I was really excited with how you did it because it was very organized. Like the way I was originally doing it was trying to create different boards for everything. And I'm sure, like you said, I think we talked about this um, I, like for me, it's trying to simplify things as much as possible for the client and for myself. And there was different ways where I could create a section for a room and then have right. like a header almost. Cause what I was doing was I created a board for a room, then a, a header for the tables and then, a, but it just became too much. So anyways, this is probably more details. I no, feel like I, you want to say something. Well, I was just going to say that if anybody is looking at using the boards, the boards, they do a project. And then underneath the project, you can have as many boards as you want. Yeah. So the way that I organize WeCore is the same way that I organize all my files. So I've got personal, if I use them for personal. And by the way, we, when we did car shopping two years ago, I used a WeCore board with my husband to buy our car. Love. When I did my daughter's graduation announcements, I used a WeCore board to share information with my daughter for graduation announcements. Um, so you can use them for personal stuff also. Um, but I organize, so personal stuff is personal. Anything office is admin, anything design is design. So it'll be design dash Betty, you know, or whatever the client's name is. Mm. Um, staging clients are staging dash the agent's name. And then, you know, each project is underneath that. And I follow that same, um, uh, methodology in Wicora. 
it's because it, you know, displays alphabetically. Um, so you have a project and under that project, you can have as many boards as make sense. Um, for an uh, initial consult, you just have one board. You're just doing a quick recap. And then within each board, you can have as many groups as you can think of. So the groups can be, you know, the first group on my recap board is just the note. That's all that's in it is just the note. The second one down is start, we start with spaces, you know, your mm-hmm. living room, your dining room, the kids' bedrooms. Or if we're doing paint colors and flooring, maybe you divide the board by by paint colors, by flooring colors, by um, uh, fixture finishes, that kind of thing. So you divide it in whatever way makes sense. There's no wrong or right answer. And then you can easily move things around and deleting is easy. You can restore because everything is saved in your image folder. Um, And then you can also have, like I have an entire folder of, you know, the cute little Benjamin Moore paint colors, right? (laughs) I have an entire board and therefore in my library of like 70 of those. So just for fun, I can pull, it doesn't have to be, you know, Benjamin Moore, whatever. Um, It's, it's just something that looks like that color or those three colors that you want to specify for a client. Um, The other thing that a lot of people don't realize is these boards can be shared with as many people as you want. So in Ivy, you're limited to like two emails. Mm -hmm. Um, in my dome life, they've changed it now so you can send to multiple people. Um, but on a Wicora board, if you're working with, um, like, let's say you're doing paint colors and you have a big project, but this client is only paint colors, right? Um, or this piece of it is only paint colors. So we're going to do a board with paint colors and the living room is going to be these two colors and the, the you know, dining room is going to be this color, whatever it is. You share it with the client. The client approves it. You put the color name you put the color number, you put the manufacturer, and then you share that with the painter. So the mm-hmm. painter, so, right. so the client has it, but the painter has all those, mm-hmm. all, all those things. Um, we did a big renovation um, about, well, it's still in process a little bit, but it, most of it was last year. And all of the selections that we made for the flooring for the hinges, for the doorknobs, all that stuff was on a Wicora board shared with the client. The client and I communicated back and forth until we finalized all our decisions. We removed everything that wasn't a final decision. When all final decisions were done, we shared that board with the contractor. Perfect. So he knows where everything is. I can make notes. I can say this back ordered, um, whatever. It's amazing. And can you share with everybody how, when you say approved, how do clients actually illustrate the fact that they've approved or unapproved something? Usually it's, it's not like a checkbox on there. It's a conversation. It's a conversation tool is what it is. Um, So when I say approved, I mean, you know, client and I have discussed and we have finalized our decisions and this is what we've come up with. Approval, as you know, as anybody listening knows, approval isn't really approval until the client writes the check. (laughs) <laughs> this is true. But you one know. thing, one thing to oh. note though, if you let's say you had three table lamps, there's a little option for them to thumbs up slash light, correct? correct. Which is super that. fun. Yeah. So when you have a board of selections, the client then cannot even say a word. They can just click like or dislike, and right. then you can eliminate anything that they disliked, That's and then correct. you can continue to have a conversation as exactly. well. Exactly. It's super cute. It's really fun, and fun. it's it's so easy. To, to communicate with a client using these boards. And you can also, you get an email notification when somebody, when your client 
makes a note on your board, you get an email notification. When you make a note on the board, the client gets an email notification. Um, if you've got, they don't have an app necessarily, but if you've got somebody that's just on their phone all the time, you can reply to the email and it posts right to the board. Oh, so can, I did not know that. Yeah. So, okay, one, one gripe I would say I do have, you know what I really like about my DOMA is you can turn it off while you're actively working on it so that they couldn't see what you were doing. You know what I mean when you're starting to build? So what I have been known to do is remove access to a client while I might be building because I don't want them to be notified sometimes if I'm still building a board. Right. Like maybe they've already been sent the board once. So this is one thing that I, I, I'm curious how you deal with it or if, if maybe you just don't care. Maybe it's just a mental thing I need to get over. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, it's like I wish I could just say, turn it off, don't notify the clients of what I'm doing right now. And then when I say, yeah, notify all the changes or something like that. Um, so that would be a good suggestion to make to Stephanie yeah. um, because I actually had um, been working on in behind the scenes on a client for a long time and the board got to be cumbersome and I didn't want her to necessarily see all the stuff. Yeah. So I copied the board and sent her just the new copy. Oh. But what I realized then is it looked like I started her project the day before, but really right. I've been working on it for a month right. and, it, and it kind of wasn't the message that I wanted to send to her. I didn't want her to think, Oh, Hey, I just did this yesterday afternoon, but I'm going to bill you 10 hours for it. Yeah. Um, because that wasn't the case at all, but that's what it looked like if she looked at the history because I duplicated a messy board onto this. Mm -hmm. um, so I did ask Stephanie about that. Um, this has been a while. I haven't really revisited it again, but that would be, that's always good feedback for them. They're super responsive. Mm -hmm. Um, with that kind of stuff, a way to turn off notifications during would be great. Yes. Um, because the other option then, of course, is you have to remove the client completely and then re-invite them. Yeah, which is so. kind of what had been my workaround. Yeah. Or, or it's like, because sometimes I'm playing with the board before I've ever invited them, no big deal at that point. And then when I start doing new things after I've already shared it, then I start to get really particular about don't add this until I know 100% this is the thing I want to add. Right. And I don't like working that way. No. That's not how I do. No, because it's uh, a creative process. Yeah. So, um, do you, okay, would, you, would it be safe to say then you, you said, I love how you kind of organize your files. You have a board then that's like, let's say it was, what was the, uh, Betty, Betty's mm -hmm. board. Does it normally then her project probably starts with just a consultation board and then you start to build out new boards after you become like, you actually sign a contract and you're moving forward to a full project? Yes. And so sometimes do you, the original board, sometimes depending on the size of the project, the original board is the board. Right. You know? Oh, okay. You just keep building off of that. Got yeah. it. And do you, do you have a board that you build just for yourself or your own private notes or anything like that? Like, is there anything else outside that you might do that I'm, we may not have talked about? Well, I use it for a lot of storage. I have a board with all my vendors on it. Mm. Um, I've started doing a little more, you know, you know, I use all these different systems and yeah, I've I love it with some, um, I actually like the way Trello works for a lot of those kinds of things. So what I have been finding seems to be easier is the Wecora tends to be client facing stuff. And I have been using Trello for office stuff and then Ivy for bookkeeping. Got it. Which is, still way too much. 
way too much. And I hate that I can't just take items directly from Wecora and load it into Ivy. Mm-hmm. Although I will say that you can pull up your, this is confusing, I'm sorry, pull nope. up your Wecora board with all your final selections and pretty quickly use the Ivy Clipper and clip right from Wecora. I do like that. Yeah. I do so like that. It's not as helpful if you have a lot of SKUs as just loading it in, but Ivy seems reluctant to pay attention to that kind of stuff. They don't, mm-hmm. Ivy doesn't want to make it easy for other, yeah, to integrate, I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, and I guess it just depends on what their future goals are, but it's kind of like, hey, Ivy, if you could do something like with Cora, we'd love you. That would be perfect. Um, so uh, I, I'm the same way though. It's kind of like, I love all these different tools for different things. And I just wish they could all kind of come together and make my perfect little solution. But I just think every company that creates a product should make it integrate with other products as easily as possible and not kind of go, hey, it's all about me, 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 because it's not. Everybody has different ways of using different tools. You know, some people don't want to mix anything into Ivy except for the money stuff. Some people want to work all in one program. Everybody works differently. I think everybody should be allowed to work the way they work comfortably. I agree. And I think too, sometimes certain platforms are trying to be too many things and why not just be what you are and be really good at that and then integrate with other, you know, for example, timekeeping, you know, I never, I use toggle because that's, I just think toggle is a great way to track my time. And I wish, I wish Ivy could just integrate with toggle and my life would be perfect because at the end of the day, they're never going to be a timekeeping tool. Right. They're, gonna, they're never going to be as elaborate as Toggle. So I'm never going to want to use theirs. And, and that's fine. I mean, it is what it is. But okay, so that's amazing. Is there anything else about Wakora that we didn't talk about that, um, that you'd like to share? Or did, do you feel like we covered everything? I think we covered the basics. I feel like I talked a lot about it. Um, I think that was good. But it's, I think it's good information. I would just encourage people to, to test it for their business. It's not going to be right for everybody, but mm-hmm. it might be right for some people. Yep. And there's different ways that you can use it. The nice thing is it, it, you can link things out so you can use it as a sort of like a hub. Yes. One of the groups on my board, um, the one with the introduction on it, I have a link to their, you know, if we get to the point they're working together, I have a link to their Ivy dashboard yes. right there. So it, it gives them one place where they can go. Yeah, it, it's really cool. So she basically creates a, ca- a whole section that is called like links or something like, let's get you linked, I think is what you called it. And then you had Ivy, then you had it linked to her website, which was kind of like expectations. I'm going on memory, which is basically, I'm just ripping all of this off of Pamela and do. Why <laughs> reinvent the wheel, right? I don't this care. This is what we do. We all share ideas. Absolutely, that's um, what we're here for. And, uh, but it's basically that one, I've, that was one thing too, like with my Doma, I was like, oh, I wanted to be able to link things out to other places. And it's, it's one of those examples of like, I just wish it, one tool could be everything I wanted to be, but it can't. But I feel like Wacord does a really good job of being able to take some of that stuff and at least merge like your Ivy into Wacord. So it's an easy link back right. out to whatever, an easy link back out to your contract, an easy link to maybe the presentation file that you created when you presented, things like that. So guys, I, I would definitely suggest checking it out. It's super cool. And I think there's a free trial from my memory um, anyways. 
So, okay. I'm going to ask you just maybe a couple more questions. Are you okay for time? Maybe like 10 yeah, minutes? It's yeah. Friday. Okay. So this next little segment is a segment I'm calling things that make me go, hmm. <laughs> and um, so the first question I would ask you is um, if you could explain your pricing model, how do you, how do you uh, invoice or how do you bill clients and, and all that good stuff? So I charge $150 an hour and I share my discount. And I'm deliberately vague when I say that. I'm, mm-hmm. I share my discount. In yeah. writing, I share my discount. In a conversation I have with somebody, I give them examples of what that looks like. Um, and the reason I don't give a flat percentage is because I don't get the same yeah. discount from everybody. So if I said, oh, I'm going to give you 20% off on everything, but I'm buying from anthropology and I'm only getting a 15% discount, I'm losing money? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So I share my discount. Um and what that buys them is, is access into some better pricing. And by the way, different designers are going to have different models and more power to them. This is just what, what I have been doing that works for me. Um, when I share a discount, it started with fabric, in full disclosure. Finding the perfect fabric is very time-consuming. And at some point, you know, your clients can buy that $220 a yard Schumacher fabric if they're paying you $150 for 12 hours to find the perfect fabric, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you show them something beautiful and they say, okay, but I don't want to spend that much. But if I've got to go back and spend 10 more hours or five more hours or two more hours finding cheaper, why? So so funny that you say that. (laughs) I've had that conversation in my head so many times. It's crazy. Um, so what I do is I say, you know, like I don't really discount drapery. I don't discount fabric really at all. Maybe a little bit if it's super expensive or if they need 50 yards or something, I don't really discount it because there's so much time involved that they never get billed for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure people are going to growl and I'm going to get chastised for not billing for every hour for fabric, but it's just, I always feel like it's not the client's fault that I'm not finding the perfect thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's right, right away. And then sometimes it's who who knows. And it's not their fault if I'm, if I'm stymied or if I'm not happy. Um, So that's what I've come up with on fabric on other stuff, furniture and, and items. I share my discount if I'm shopping retail and that happens, you know, sometimes on that final push, you're shopping retail. Um, Typically it's hourly plus 20% or hourly plus 15% or something, you know, some percentage depends what I'm doing. Um, but, but the in writing, the official is $150 an hour in a shared, in a shared designer discount. Okay. So this is the part that makes me go, Hmm. <laughs> you, okay. So you know how people are talking about markups. So I want to get, I'm curious to, this is a question I'm going to ask all the people I talk to. Sure. So we have the design, like would you, you're billing hourly, so you don't do flat fees, right? <laughs> I'm just finishing up with a contract from two years ago, almost two and a half years ago, where I did a flat fee at her request mm. and I won't do it again. That's fair. It's, yeah, it's not, I'm, I mean, the, the project I'll put on hold for a long time, but I am in essence now working for free while she keeps trying to figure out how to save money here, there and everywhere. Which is hilarious because... Um, because I'm not making hourly. Yeah. She doesn't care. Yeah. You know, I'm not charging. She's not getting a bill from me every, every couple weeks. Yeah. Going, hey, nothing. another $700 because you keep trying to save money on the sofa. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. okay. So basically, are you... When, 
let's just look at this at the furnishings because like I, um, my intro, which you didn't hear, uh, is that this, this podcast is definitely selfish. <laughs> I want to I wanna ask the questions that I'm stumped on okay. and hopefully it helps every, and I'm sure it will help everybody else. So when you're, let's, let's pretend there's no renovations involved and you're sourcing furniture. Mm-hmm. So I'm sourcing 10 items. Mm-hmm. Um, in your head, what is a reasonable, like, what do you think it normally, if you had to, in your head, uh, I have to source a couch. It will take me what? One hour, two hours. If you had to guess. Two and a half, three hours. Okay. And you are billing for that time, right? Yes. Okay. Then when you're selling the couch and doing the purchasing, you are splitting that, uh, that trade discount with your client sharing. Yes. Sharing. Okay. Yes. So you are not that. Okay. Cause sometimes I hear designers say, well, the way they're paying for me to find the piece is with the trade discount. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's like saying tipping is how a, a waitress should be paid solely. No, you know, like that's not fair. So to me, that's just an added bonus in my pocket. Um, it's not what pays for me to find it. Would, is that what, how you do it? Yes and no. Okay. So when so when the client, when I'm making money on the product, I always look at things on how the way I want to be treated, right? Okay. If something is backordered, if something has a manufacturing defect, if something has a problem, if something is taking a lot of tracking time, that's not truly the client's fault. And I don't, so so my markup sort of covers my time to babysit that product, Got right? It. So if they don't want to pay markup, then they can sort. Then I'm, they can pay me hourly to find the perfect things on Wayfair, and I'll send them a WeCora list with all the links enabled, and they can just go buy. Okay. I don't care. And then and then they're tracking product. They're they're arranging shipping deliveries. They're you know whatever they can do. If they want to do that, that's on them. Um, and sometimes that comes in handy. I had a client this week that ordered, um, six dining chairs from Carrington court, um, which they've been lovely to work with. The prices are phenomenal. I, 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 I can't touch their pricing. Um, but she misunderstood the size of the dining chairs and she ordered them direct from them and she got it approved from them. And all I did was facilitate ordering fabric. Right. And the chairs came in and they're too small. Okay. And so I helped her because I like her and I want her to be happy. But the finance of that misunderstanding is not on my back. It's on her back because she wanted to buy retail. If I had interjected myself into that retail situation, I would be eating the price of the chairs. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So just to, reiterate and make sure I've understood. So you do charge though. So I am putting together your design plan. I'm sourcing you a couch. I'm sourcing you a chair. You are paying me for that time, but then I am going to purchase it for you. We are going to share the discounts. And if anything goes off the rails after I've purchased that, those share discounts that I, the, the profit that you made off of that is what is helping offset any additional time after that fact. Pretty much. That covers, that covers my time to manage the process. That doesn't mean that if I go for installation, if I'm there for setup, that kind of stuff, that's all billed hourly. But the back office stuff, the answering the phone, the getting the text from the rep, um, the logging into the, the, their back office system to check on status, that kind of stuff. 
I'm so bad at tracking time, Michelle, honestly, mm. that that's why I do it that way. Right. It's like that covers my time. And, and, and by the way, a shared discount does not mean 50, 50. No sharing could be 1090. <laughs> I get you on that right. one. I'm sharing, like, Hey, right. Still sharing. sharing is sharing is whatever. And it, and it, and it varies by piece and it varies by vendor. Um, I love curry and company. My price is only 40, 40% off retail for curry. And unfortunately, a lot of places advertise it for 20 to 30% off retail online. Yeah. So in that case, you know, I might be right at what they're, what they're seeing retail elsewhere. Yeah. You know, and, and that's not half. So it just, every vendor's different. I try to be really fair with my clients. I try to make it better for them to shop with me than to shop on their own. Absolutely. And at some well, point it's not. And then they can just pay me hourly and they can handle the headaches. Right. Like I won't do restoration hardware. Mm-hmm. I, won't, I won't order anything from restoration hardware on my client's behalf. There's not enough discounts in the world to make their bad production worth it to me. And also they could just pay $100 and get the same discount. They're not really right. helping designers out at all right. anyway. I agree. Right. And their customer service when they've had, we've had some problems and their customer service is nice. They're very nice but they don't really solve the problem. Right. Okay. Well, I feel like this kind of, I I had, I was going to originally ask some more questions, but I feel like at this point we have gone for a very long time (laughs) because you have been so full of amazing information. I have loved chatting with you. Why don't you share with everybody where they can find you, learn more about you. So your website and all your social handles. Um, so PamelaSandalDesign.com is my website. That's also my social handle on Instagram, which in full disclosure, I'm terrible at. I'm just getting ramped up a little bit on that. Um, and I'm on Facebook. And it's Pamela, Facebook.com slash PamelaSandal is the business. And I'm just under Pamela, uh, Pam Sandal for Facebook. Awesome. Uh, personal. Awesome. Thank you so much, Pamela. I really, really appreciate it. I've loved talking with you today. All right. Have an awesome weekend. Thank you. Well, homies, there you have it. Pamela shared with us how she uses Wakora to help improve communication with her clients. And I think we would all agree when we say that improving communication with clients is a good thing. So thank you so much, Pamela. And here's the deal. We talked for about probably another hour after I hit or I stopped recording. And she blew my mind a little bit more with how she uses Trello to track and plan all of her projects. So from lead all the way through to completion, she's a freaking rock star, guys. She is a rock star. So thank you for that, Pamela. Now, if you guys are liking the podcast, do yourself a favor and subscribe. And if you're looking for some good karma, which I think we should all be looking for, I know I like good karma, then leave a review because apparently the iTunes gods really like that sort of thing. And who are we to mess with the iTunes gods? Now, if you uh, are interested in continuing the conversation or following along my journey a little bit more, then go to businesshomies.com. Then you'll request access to my Facebook group where there's over 800 amazing designers in there. And that's where I share my ups, my downs. I rant, I jump up and down when I'm excited. I share it all. The, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> now, if you guys happen to notice at the very beginning of this podcast, there was a weird little noise kind of in the background. Well, you're going to want to stick around for the bloopers because it is all going to come to life as to what 
the heck was going on and you don't want to miss it because it's hilarious. Anyways, guys, that's all I got for you this week. I will talk to you next week. Bye, homies. Hey guys, I am here today talking to Pamela Sandal, designer of Pamela Sandal. Okay, redo. <laughs> Is that a note to yourself? Yeah, <laughs> so I'm going to edit. edit that out. I'm going to put a little pause on this. I'm going to edit this part out. I'm get, I feel like I'm hearing like a weird something. Can we try plugging in the headphones again? I feel like- You hear like I'm, a little moaning? Yeah. Is it, oh, okay. Sorry. What is it? Hold on. <laughs> you're editing right yes totally <laughs> this will not be in the podcast is it the kitty cat that's charlie oh my god charlie you're so handsome he's handsome he's huge he's like 26 pounds holy shit i know and i think he's snoring <laughs> so hold on just a minute oh my god i love that okay this <laughs> might be in a blooper reel <laughs>